Hello, stargazers. Welcome to 7th House Astrology, where I take any topic that is astrological or any topic that is related to relationships and romance. I investigate it under the lens of sinistry astrology, otherwise known as love or relationship astrology, in order to find out the truth about love and relationships. I am your host, Sandra Misek, and I'm so glad that you guys have joined me for today. I am also really hoping that I find each and every one of you well, especially with Mercury now joining the retrograde parade, as is what I'm calling it now. So uh, yes, as of the 23rd of August, Mercury did go retrograde outside the sign of Virgo, and uh, yeah, I have my natal position, uh, Mercury in Virgo, and it's kind of Mercury retrogrades kind of floating outside of that. So I've been having loads of fun. I can't wait for retro the retrograde parade to be over next month, big time. But for good well wishes and safekeeping, I have a piece of sugar light right next to me so that all that we have are good good vibes. Um, you know, kind of sugar light also is known to help absorb bad EMF vibes. So it's supposed to help with uh, technical difficulties. And so far, I would say so good. So um, I'll just keep that nearby. We'll kind of push forward with good vibes and some, some, you know, good times, hopefully, and, you know, kind of, kind of make it work. So for today's episode, we are continuing on Sinistry Astrologizing, the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Uh, we are going to take a look at the composite chart for both Drew and Sonia uh, when it comes to their relationship. So last week we broke down how they relate. Um, this week we're going to be breaking down, you know, what their relationship actually looks like with the two composite charts uh, put together. Before I begin, though, I do have to give one update Um Yes, it is indeed true that Drew, I didn't want to like, you know, kind of go off of hearsay from the show because a lot of the ladies on the Atlanta Housewives, especially uh, Marlo and Kenya, I'm looking at the two of you, but uh, a lot of the ladies usually fabricate lies in order to get the um, storyline going when it comes to the Real Housewives of Atlanta. But unfortunately with Drew... It is true that she did divorce Ralph. Drew, if you are listening, I just want to say, first off, I'm very sorry to hear that. But secondly, I am rooting for you. I think that, like I mentioned last week in uh, last week's episode, I really meant it when I said that you could do better, uh, especially with the Taurus sun, Virgo moon. I really think that either a Capricorn, a Piscean, you know, even though the, the you know Pisces might be um, in opposition to your your moon, I still think a Piscean or even a Cancerian man would be really really good for you. Um, I you know from what I'm seeing in your chart, you want stability, you want a stable relationship. Um, you know, again, I mentioned like someone who also helps you to look good. I think really you deserve somebody, instead of somebody helping you to look good, someone who will help you to shine. I also want to add somebody who will help bring the best out of you and also recognize 
the best qualities that are great within you as well. I am also happy to report, um, this is uh, according to the Today Show, so this is not something from a trash magazine, but uh, Drew was interviewed on the Today Show, and she was asked, so how is life after Ralph? I am so happy to hear that, you know, with Drew, she's finding her own voice, she's finding her own independence, and you know what, I just, I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for you, Drew. Um, so I am happy that you're doing well. I'm happy that you found your own independence, that you're finding your own wonderful, bright spirit, because you do, you, in, in your chart, you have a lot of capability for being wonderful and bright and lively. I just, I just felt like with the relationship with Ralph, it just kind of weighed you down. A little bit. I just felt like the relationship with Ralph kind of weighed Drew down a little bit. And I think that, um, you know, mismatched relationships can do that um, within Sinistry. So, Drew, again, like I said, I'm rooting for you and I'm genuinely happy for you. And I'm genuinely happy for anyone, Stargazers, if anyone is going through a divorce or a process of divorce and, you know, you're starting to find your independence, you're starting to find your land legs again with being single and really finding who you really are. I am so happy about, on when I hear that from other women and, you know, and also with other, with men too, with anyone. Um, I think that's a wonderful thing knowing how divorce can be really rocky, can be, I think, even a traumatic, you know, considered a traumatic experience. So just know I am here for you and you know, I just, I hope, I continue to wish you the best all the way around. But let's go ahead and dive into the composite chart for Drew and Sonia. So, um, you know, in, in last week's episode, I kept thinking that Sonia's moon was actually conjunct Drew's sun. I actually, so this is not the first time in which I was wrong in my predictions. I've been wrong. I've been wrong a lot, and I'll admit to it. Um, actually what is uh, happening is that, um, Sonia's moon is not, it, it's kind of close to Drew's sun, but it's not conjunct. It's not a, you know, sun conjunct moon sort of relationship. Um, I think that kind of explains a little bit when it comes to Drew and Sonia's relationship, because, um, like I mentioned in last week's episode, a sun and moon combination Usually the moon person gives a lot of depth to the relationship and helps the sun person to really fully embrace themselves and to really feel heard. And um, it could just be a very beautiful pairing um, within Sinistry Astrology. But the fact, like I said, that their their placements are close but not really together, um, you know, kind of explains why there might be some some mismatch in there. Um, I do think, though, that um, both Drew and Sonia could give each other a lot of good insight into each other. Uh, for Drew, since her son's position is in Taurus, um, giving her a lot of great insight of how to embrace creature comforts, how to, you know, embrace being, um, you know, a lovely Taurian who is now single. You know, um, Torians can be very lovely when they're single. They can be just lovely people in general. Um, but you know how to embrace 
the um, the positive archetypes when it comes to Taurus. You know, the manifest ability to manifest, the ability to enjoy creature comforts, the ability to enjoy fine wine, fine art, and also. Um, I think above all the bil- the ability to be not only emotionally intimate within relationships, but loyal as well too, uh, very fiercely loyal. And I think um, there are some things with Sonia that she's doing with her family, and some things with Sonia that she's doing in her life that I really think that Drew could could learn from, and also vice versa. There are things that Drew is doing in her life um, that Sonia can learn from as well too. And I think both individuals could learn a lot from each other to embrace the positive archetypes of Taurus. But one thing that did stand out for me, actually two things that stood out, um, because Drew and Sonia were born close to the same times, I just found it was interesting that it's not only their north nodes are conjunct in Taurus, but also Chiron positions are also conjunct in Gemini for both persons. Um, and you know how I feel uh, for those of you who follow the show, you guys know how I feel about North node and Chiron positions in Sinistry. Uh, Chiron can really make or break, uh, when it comes to wounds, it can either be you're healing each other and healing each other's wounds, or you're opening up each other's wounds out of spite in the relationship. So starting with the North Nodes um, being conjunct in Taurus, I think really with North Node relationships, they can be really super fascinating in the regard that the relationship can feel like a soulmate sort of relationship. Um, You know, just like in general love relationships, it can feel like you've met your soulmate. Um, However, the main purpose of the North Node is, um, you know, the other person, whether it's a friend, whether it is a boyfriend, whether it is a significant other, they're usually there to help you to find your path and part of your purpose. And like, as I've said, too, there is no just one purpose. I think there's many purposes, so to speak. Um, there, There's uh, many facets to that purpose. And um, normally they're there to kind of guide you towards one of those facets of a purpose. I've actually had experience with my first boyfriend, um, first relationship uh, when it came to um, our pairing. Uh, There were actually he had his North Node right outside my son placement. And what I found was um, even though the chemistry in our relationship was really not there and I, I, you know, being young and naive, I thought it was there, but um, in retrospect, it really wasn't, you know, he did, um, in all fairness, this guy did introduce me to photography, which at the time was one sense of a purpose, Um, you know, in the regard that I always wanted to capture nature and I thought I was doing so with creative writing, but here was another, um, art form that helped to really capture every bit of moment in time. And this guy was passionate about photography, but I kind of felt like, you know, with his expression of his passion to me. And my reciprocation of it and also finding a passion within myself for photography, I kind of, that's where our relationship kind of grew distant because one's purpose was actually being met, a a purpose was being met. 
And so, um, you know, like I said, again, once your purpose, it kind of like with a uh, twin flame, um, sort of relationships, you kind of grow more and more distant and that's to be expected because, you know, this person had introduced a purpose and it's up to you to kind of fulfill that. And that's a lonesome journey, uh, with the two North nodes conjunct within Drew and Sonia's chart, excuse me, by the way, um, I feel that um, both persons were probably very much drawn to each other. They kind of understood each other um, very deeply. I kind of feel like also with the sun, the moon combination in there, both persons understood each other very deeply on a very deep level. However, as Drew and as Sonia um, kind of embarked on, you know, and again, um, it could have been a situation where, Drew might have been inspired by Sonia to pursue uh, music and to pursue vocal music. Um, Drew, by the way, I still would like to see you go full solo venture, learn how to write music, not rely on Ralph, not rely on anyone, learn how to actually write music and really become a full musician. That would be really, I think that'd be really cool. And I would love to see that. I'd love to see that, that uh, pairing in that venture. But I think, you know, as Drew was finding her purpose that may have um, inspired Sonia to find hers, um, there's, you know, again, I was reminded today uh, when uh, watching some reruns, there's Mommy Nation uh, with Sonia, where she kind of empowers all mothers everywhere. Um, and then there's also to, you know, just her um, athletic, I think she also has a line of athletic wear as well. But I think um, as both persons are seeking their purpose, like, you know, Sonia, maybe with the athletic wear and Mommy Nation and with Drew with her voice, I think that really it's, it, it actually is very much like a twin flame sort of relationship where both persons naturally are going to grow a little more distant. And I wouldn't be surprised with Sonia if she also finds another purpose um, sometime soon when it comes to her North Node as well. I think she's really fully expressing uh, her moon uh, sign being in Taurus and really embracing, you know, good home, um, embracing family, being loyal to family, being loyal to a significant other. Um, actually, I think within the season, she's expecting another child. So that's, uh, I know that's what she, both she and her husband had wanted. So congrats, Sonia. I think that's wonderful. But, um, I think, you know, with Sonia, I, I would not be surprised if maybe there might be another venture that might feel a little more purposeful in her life. But either way, um, with both individuals being involved within their own lives and their purpose, it's natural that they probably feel, well, you know, this person has helped me, this person has served me, time to move away. It doesn't necessarily work that way. Usually one person is very much ready to move on while the other person is not. Uh, you know, within the relationship that I had, I was not ready to move on, whereas my boyfriend was. And that's, you know, he instigated the move. I get the feeling maybe Drew might have just said, yeah, you know what, I'm ready to move on. So she moved on, whereas Sonia was like, hey, wait a minute, what the heck? So, um, however, I wouldn't be surprised they kind of grew distant with this. Um, I would say that with North Nodes, even though that's the North Node relationship and that's its function, 
even though you have found your purpose, I think, you know, in all honesty, I really think that um, both persons can still, you know, regroup every now and then and kind of, you know, reveal what's going on in their lives and reveal, you know, what else, you know, like what's going on and maybe like in revealing what's going on, maybe inspiring the other person um, and really um, helping the other person out as well, too, when it comes to uh, ventures, and especially when it comes down to purpose as well. Um, the Chiron positions are interesting. So for Drew, it's in Gemini in the 11th house. And for Sonia, it's um, in Gemini in the 12th house. So stargazers, I also relate to Chiron, not only being in Gemini, but also being in the 10th house. Um, even though a different house, definitely related to Gemini. Usually with Chiron, it's always kind of like with the North Node, there's always an opposite um, expression of the sign. So whereas a planet in Gemini usually indicates that someone's very communicative, someone's searching for, um, you know, information, logical information, uh, they're really, you know, kind of interested in everything. With Chiron being in that position, usually individuals who have that Chiron position feel like they don't want to communicate, especially early on in life. I will give you my personal example. I grew up with a learning disability when I was a young child, and I had a lot of trouble with learning, which also is a manifestation of Chiron in Gemini. Because I had a lot of trouble with learning, and I also had a lot of ableist-minded teachers who, I mean, just who were just beyond cruel to me, there were times where I was actually afraid to talk because I was afraid, not only was I trying to understand my world at a very young age, but when I was starting to understand it, I felt kind of bashful because I was afraid that I would sound stupid or in, you know, very insipid or very vapid and shallow. And that was my worst nightmare. I want to sound smart. I want to sound capable you know, and whatever this word means, I want to sound normal. And it just seemed like whenever I expressed anything, especially in the early grades um, back in elementary school, my teachers went out of their way to treat me as though I were speaking either Welsh fluently or French fluently or, you know, just another or just Gaelic, you know, uh, like, you know, just fluently. And, you know, just kind of, you know, pretending like what I was saying made no sense, that made sense as mud, and that really did not inspire confidence. And that really did not help me um, in the regard of feeling capable or feeling smart. I think the only individuals who were rooting for me at that time were my immediate family and also my grandmother, my maternal grandmother, who I still miss to this day, uh, mainly because she had the same learning disability and she was able to relate personal experiences to me. Also with my maternal grandmother, she was the first one to tell me the two words I wanted to hear the most, which was, Sandra, you're smart. But um, that's how Chiron manifested in my life in Gemini personally. For Drew and for Sonia, it could be way different. Um, but again, there was a theme within their lives of not wanting to speak out loud 
or just kind of waiting for everyone else to express their opinions before they express their own. And maybe there was a sense, you know, like with Drew in the film acting world or within the acting world, maybe um, there was a sense of if she spoke, she might get fired because she was so young or she might not, you know, make it because she was young, she was naive. And, you know, maybe the directors at the time were not so forgiving with Sonia um, being the, you know, Olympian athlete that she is. It might have been that if she spoke, um, that would have been like siding with your competition that would have, you know, got gotten a rebuff from her um, coach and she really didn't want to rock the boat there. Um, or there might have been another situation. But either way, with Chiron um, and Gemini, both individuals, I think they could understand each other in the regard that they can be rather reticent. And I think actually with being on the Real Housewives of Atlanta, that's actually helped both persons to blossom a little bit more. Within reality television, both individuals have been able to be free to voice their opinions and not have a ton of rebuff or not have a ton of backlash um, because of that. And I think that um, both individuals having Chiron in the same position can kind of understand that a little bit. You know, they might understand each other, like they might just be able to look at each other, see the reticence, or they might like see, you know, how one person may have blossomed and is more vocal and might inspire the other person to heal the Chiron wound of not wanting to talk. Or they, um, you know, both persons can actually, both Drew and Sonia can actually relate to early childhood memories. Because usually that's where Chiron wounds start. But early childhood memories of when they weren't able to speak and without a lot of rebuff and they could understand each other. I think that with Chiron, conjunct Chiron in a chart, I really think it just depends on other factors involved with the planets. But usually Chiron on Chiron is usually representative of helping each other to heal from wounds. And also how to, um, you know, not only helping each other to heal from wounds, but also to help each other to move on as well too from those wounds and to maybe take those wounds and build something better. Now, um, what I noticed with Drew, um, so Chiron is in the 11th house where Sonia is in the 12th. Um, so to get more specific with the wounds uh, with Drew, the 11th house, I think really it's more along the lines of friendships are kind of tricky. So like I said, where Chiron for me in the 10th house is, uh, you know, I just feel like I'm never doing enough career wise and that I need to do more with Drew. I think it's really she experienced a lot of betrayal. Um, when it came to friendship groups or just, you know, being isolated from friends in general um, due to her career path. So, um, again, uh, kind of facing a sense of betrayal, I think, is really a key theme and a key core wound with her. With Sonia, um, it's been mentioned that when it comes to the 12th house and Chiron, the 12th house, it's like institutions such as churches um, or other, you know, specific faith um, institutions may have betrayed her. 
in the past. So very reticent to embrace those institutions. Um, but the good news is with Chiron, uh, maybe can find a bit of healing by embracing your own spirituality uh, within yourself as well, too. Um, so I thought that that was kind of interesting with both individuals. And I think, you know, they could go a little, I think with both Drew and Sonia, they can go a little bit deeper um, in understanding each other by understanding those aspects as well. And maybe um, like for Sonia, becoming a pillar of trust for Drew or doing her best to become a pillar of trust for Drew. Maybe for Drew becoming um, very understanding and very sensitive um, towards the fact that Sonia may not have had such a wonderful experience with Jesus or finding Jesus, or may not have had a wonderful experience with churches in general that preached uh, about finding Jesus, and that maybe she might be finding Jesus or another religion all of her own, and maybe just helping her out with that, helping her out with what faith really means or what faith really looks like. You know, it's not the faith that you believe in, but maybe just the, the attribute that you carry. Um, I think that could really help their friendship. Also, what kind of struck me was that Drew's Mars is also conjunct her North Known and um, Sonia's uh, Sun and Mercury positions are also squared the North Node. And what this means to me, so I'm going to start off with Drew with the, the, the Mars conjunct. Mars usually indicates to me, so I kind of look at this in kind of like a medical astrology sort of sense. Mars usually in either the first, the sixth, the eighth, or the twelfth houses, um, whenever that shows up within a you know a solar return, or whenever that shows up within transits outside your natal your natal chart, that usually indicates a need for surgery. So it's always like um, you know sharp objects opening you up, so to speak. Pluto also can indicate that as well too. Um, but what I see with Mars is usually it's represented by sharp object like objects like scalpels, like knives. So what I see with Drew is maybe popping open wounds whether she's associating with the wrong people a lot of the time, or she's drawn to the wrong people who pop open the chironic wounds. I'm thinking of Ralph at this time, you know, Ralph um, with his sense of betrayal um, perpetually and always leaving the relationship and pursuing affairs. Um, I think that that does not help with Chiron outside the 11th house when it comes to trust. I don't think that establishes trust in any way, shape or form. Um, so I think, you know, associating with the wrong people or whether she accidentally doesn't realize this when she's unhealthy, but that she actually can pop open not only her own wounds um, as well as those of others. Like with Sonia, she has her Chiron position right outside Drew's Chiron position. So maybe at times with Sonia, she can feel that as though Drew can be very insensitive and maybe pop open a wound for her or maybe say something for, to her that might be rather triggering and bring back a really bad childhood memory or bring back a real a bad memory from the past to reopen that wound. With Sonia, um, again, with the frankness, that could also trigger Drew when it comes to her Chiron wound and also repop. You know, it might not repop it open, but it might, um, you know, irritate it 
a little bit. What I recommend for both individuals, especially for Drew with her Mars, I think Mars can be balanced in this case by focusing more on how to heal. You know, Mars can actually give that extra oomph and that energy to heal the wound of betrayal and not really feeling like she could, you know, like, like, like Drew can trust individuals. So I think really using that energy to heal, to heal yourself and um, maybe to try and heal others, not by giving harsh words of criticism, but maybe just try to be there more for others and try to heal, uh, you know, try to, you know, be a, a, like a healing force for others as well, too. I think for Sonia, when it comes to words, obviously watch watch the words a little bit. Um, if you feel if it looks like you might be triggering somebody, um, and what that usually can look like is that person might look up at you, they might be startled. Um, that's usually a big indication that they've been triggered by something that you've said. Maybe halt. Um, and that, like I mentioned in last week's episode, you don't have to be real all the time. Sometimes you can just kind of let things go. Um, it's great that you want to be honest in a relationship, but maybe sometimes being honest, there's a place and a time and maybe the place and the time that you've picked is not really a good time nor place um, for that. Um, other things that are really quite interesting as well. So actually... When it came to the outer planets, particularly Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, both Drew and Sonia actually have all three of those guys conjunct, which many astrologers say that's really no big deal. That just means that they were kind of born around the same time. I kind of beg to disagree. Um, we'll start off with Pluto, um, Pluto being in Scorpio for both individuals, which is actually Pluto's natural placement. Um, I really think that because with Pluto conjunct Pluto in a relationship, um, even though it can indicate that you're born around the same time, which that's nice, you know, you're both millennials. I think with Drew and Sonia, there can be an issue of wanting to wield power um, and influence when it comes to arguments in the relationship or just wanting to wield power and influence, period, and wanting to use words possibly to probe and not just to probe, but to probe enough to hurt. Um, I would say, again, use the probing tendencies and the power ways to transform. Maybe you can use your insights, especially with Pluto being in Scorpio. Use the insights to actually better the relationship or use the insights to use, you know, creative conflict resolution skills to repair whatever may be ailing in the relationship. You never know when it comes to two individuals with Pluto conjunct Pluto, one individual may come up with a great, wonderful idea that the other individual will be like, yeah, that's really cool. Um, so I, or, or both individuals could come up to something, you know, like a really great conflict resolution skill that could just be just the magic sauce really to just, get the relationship back on track and to, you know, get it away from power mongering over each other, wanting to gain power over each other, wanting to gain influence in the group. Um, I think also when it comes to the group to use that energy to try to transform wanting to gain influence and power in the group, 
into something, you know, that probing nature again, you know, probing into some really good conflict resolution skills. And I think for both individuals, they can be a source, you know, like a healing source for the whole group as well as with each other um, in this relationship. So I think that's that's one great way in which they can repair the relationship. Uranus conjunct Uranus to me, both persons have their socioeconomic viewpoints. They both have their revolutionary viewpoints and, you know, they're both kind of on their own track. Unfortunately, though, um, sometimes Uranus can provide like a dogma that can be a little, again, erratic, um, that can be, that can, you know, have a lot of dissent behind it. So I'd say, you know, maybe respecting each other's views. Um, instead of just being dogmatic and wanting to accept your viewpoint in life, being um, accepting of everyone else's viewpoints and dogmas as well. Also, I find with Uranus, it's always there's a very charged erratic energy that usually exists within the relationship. And especially Uranus conjunct Uranus, maybe being impulsive and saying something that you shouldn't say, or just being impulsive in the relationship and doing something that you wish you could take back. I always say with Uranus on Uranus, especially with two people who have that relationship in, um, you know, friendship, pull back. Um, it, before you act in the heat of the moment, I know with reality television, it's all about acting in the heat of the moment. You know, there's nothing wrong. I would love to see reality TV for once, um, you know, have individuals who are thoughtful for a change, who actually think before they just reply to somebody's low blow comment, or to actually think before they act on something that they regret, like a fist fight or, um, not them saying that Drew or Sonia has been in a fistfight. They have not. But, you know, kind of like um, in previous seasons with the, um, you know, the Real Housewives of Atlanta and also with uh, Potomac. I've also seen this with Potomac, you know, just engaging in a fistfight or starting a fistfight or starting, you know, a physical altercation. It's like pull back before that even happens or just doing something like going to page six and reporting something or um, you know, recording somebody or doing something really deceptive or doing something that you can't really, again, unring the bell and take back, um, pull back and think about it for a moment before you do it. And also, I think with Drew and with Sonia, it's more about what they're saying to each other as opposed to what they're doing. I think with Sonia and with Drew, they both try to take the high road uh, within the group as much as they possibly can. And, uh, you know, they, as much as they, you know, like I said, they take the higher road, they, they always kind of preach and taking the higher road. And I, I really appreciate that. Um, it's not often that I hear that in reality TV land. Um, but I think really for more with their relationship, it's more of what they say to each other. So pulling back and not being quick to say something that you're going to regret later on. With Uranus, um, so Uranus conjunct Uranus, I kind of find that this um, relationship was very fantastical for both individuals. Even though Sonia's um, Uranus or like uh, Neptune placement was really very well paired 
Um, you know, there wasn't a square or anything. Um, I think, you know, being around with Drew, there was a fantasy orient, uh, fantasy bet. And the same with Drew, you know, is this person a great friend? Are they my, um, you know, ideal friend? Um, do they display ideal archetypes to being the ideal friend? And really, there is no such thing as the ideal friend. And there is no such thing as an ideal lover either. So again, um, like I mentioned last week, pointing to non-physical ideals, um, maybe seeing in each other instead of seeing, you know, gee, this person's not attractive enough for me, or gee, this person doesn't look this great when they do this, when he, when she does this action, um, maybe seeing like non-physical ideals, such as, you know, maybe like with Sonia, seeing how Drew is compassionate and loyal to her family and what that inspires within her. Or maybe seeing how Drew is really very dedicated um, to her lines of work and to her careers and how that inspires Sonia. Sonia or Drew in turn can also see with Sonia, um, you know, how she's dedicated to her family or how she's dedicated to her craft, or, you know, how she is dedicated in her life, and maybe how that can really influence Drew, or how that can really inspire Drew in life as well, too. And I think also the biggest importance with seeing the non-physical ideals is that you see a little bit deeper than, you know, the surface. It's not such a surface relationship as I kind of feel this relationship could be. And surface relationships usually last for only so long before it's like both persons decide to go their separate ways. So I think, you know, seeing, you know, a little, like I said, again, the non-physical ideals might help um, Drew and Sonia's relationship. Both persons also have, so Drew's Venus and Mercury combination, um, you know, so Venus and Mercury are very close um, in Drew's chart, which indicates a need for communication. Um, her Venus Mercury combination and then also, um, Sonia's Venus Mars combination. So Venus conjunct Mars and her chart are both squared Uranus. So what I would see in this relationship, so kind of like, um, you know, with, and I think also with Sonia too, um, her, uh, sun and Mercury position are also squared, Drew's Uranus point and also her Uranus uh, point as well, too, which can indicate, um, again, as I mentioned, erratic communication. Um, I also think that with both Venus placements, squared Uranus, erratic relating. Um, you know, like in uh, relationships, I think both persons were very quick to marry their significant others. Again, that's, you know, like I said, it, it, you know, that's neither here nor there. It's not a passing judgment, but I usually say um, kind of pull back a little bit um, because, like I said, again, that could um, being very erratic with getting married especially can lead to having a partner that might not necessarily be the best for you and you might be blindsided by that. Um, but I think also in uh, the friendship, really kind of pulling back before um, having an instantaneous, really, I think with both Sonia and Drew, they had a very instantaneous friendship. And then all of a sudden, not so much. <laughs> all of a sudden, they had an instantaneous fallout. Um, I would say that when it comes to repairing the relationship, pulling back a little bit, maybe being more um, 
you know, just kind of supporting each other, maybe agreeing to disagree with each other. Um, that's a good place, I think, to start. Um, you know, kind of seeing some points where you can agree, seeing some points of with the other and with the other individual where you might disagree and kind of repair the relationship from there. Um, maybe repair it by moving more slowly in the friendship and having like a more, a slow friendship as opposed to an instant BFF sort of relationship. Kind of like what I mentioned, I think with Drew, um, Drew's chart um, last week, maybe being more like a cheerleader for each other or being more um, like a distant friend to each other as opposed to, as I've said, the instant BFF. And maybe you can be good distant friends um, or good, just, you know, light friends uh, for a little while until the relationship is repaired um, or just repair the relationship while being you know, kind of distant friends, so to speak. I think that that would really bode well for both individuals. Uh, another element that was interesting was that Drew's Jupiter, uh, Drew and Sonia's Jupiter placements were also kind of interesting, you know, kind of near each other, but Drew's Jupiter is outside Sonia's ninth house, and then Sonia's Jupiter is outside Drew's sixth house. And again, kind of like a little, a couple of degrees apart. With Drew, uh, Drew's Jupiter, maybe Drew inspires Sonia to travel more, um, especially being outside the ninth house, or to look more deeply into subject matters a bit more um, due to her need for maybe like, you know, with Drew, she travels um, for work and um, she travels to, to really great places and that really inspires Sonia to do so. And I think that... Um, that combination would really bode well. Maybe um, both persons can share where they've traveled to, or maybe both persons can um, repair the relationship and, you know, finding out, you know, kind of like sharing with each other what they found out about the world or what they found out um, about a specific line of study as well. Something that's interesting. Uh, with Drew, with Sonia's Jupiter being outside of Drew's sixth house, um, her entrepreneurial spirit actually does motivate Drew secretly and really inspires Drew secretly. And so with Drew, that can actually um, help her to really advance and pursue um, other career paths or advance and pursue other ways to embody business um, or her businesses and also maintain her businesses or to pursue other businesses as well that might be more in line with her. Um, you know, maybe instead of dropping with Drew, maybe she can, um, you know, like I said, again, maybe Sonia inspires Drew to pursue music instead or to pursue another another avenue instead as well and i think that's where really the relationship could really become a little bit stronger um again finding something that's interesting to talk about um like with drew finding something that's very interesting to talk about when it comes to her business ventures with sonia and having sonia give more input on that one. Um, I think that would really also help to repair their relationship. And then some good points. Um, so Pluto is trined um, both Sonia's Sun and Mercury position, and I think it's Drew's Pluto. So usually there's a little bit of insight, um, or usually this position, I would say, um, provides insight into the relationship. Um, particularly Drew can provide some insight to Sonia when it comes to her relationship with, 
with Drew and also her relationships in general as well. Um, it wouldn't, I would not be surprised if maybe Sonia might ask for Drew's, um, you know, advice every now and then. And Drew, it wields that as well too. She's more than happy to wield that and gives Sonia, you know, like Sonia feels that she gives very insightful advice. Pluto is also sextile Neptune in both person's um, charts. So I'm thinking, you know, again, a very intuitive sort of relationship uh, with the combination. And um, really both persons can, it has, they both have a really great active intuitive nature. And I think that their intuition could help to repair the relationship, help take them to different insights um, when it comes to repairing the relationship. Moon position, um, moon positions are also trying to each other. Uh, so Sonia is actually moon in Taurus while Drew is moon in Virgo. They both could provide great, you know, what I see with the moon positions being trying to each other is that both persons could understand each other's view, you know, inner world viewpoints. Like Sonia could actually understand Drew's need for security, while Drew can actually understand Sonia's need for family and uh, for a tight-knit, close relationship with her family. Um, I feel like really both persons could come to the table understanding each other more in depth, more um, with their souls, as opposed to finding little trifle things to argue about. And, and that's how I kind of felt like with last year with the falling out with both Drew and Sonia was that they're kind of arguing about trifle little things. And I, I think that there's a lot more that can, that can happen within the relationship. And then I think Drew's Venus Mercury um, combination or their, their closeness and Sonia's Venus Mars um, conjunction are also trined Uranus. So Uranus could provide a little extra oomph when it comes to love, communication, or when it comes to love for Sonia, when it comes to communication, and also for love with Drew. Um, I think you know both their Uranus positions could give a little more extra compassion, emphasis on compassion, and a little extra love um, coming to each other's way. So stargazers, uh, this is what I have when it comes to Drew and Sonia. I think with bottom line here with Drew and Sonia, I think, you know, they have a propensity to understand each other. They have that room to kind of understand each other. Their north node positions could, um, you know, cause them to drift apart a little bit. But I think overall with Drew and Sonia, they have a lot of room to understand each other. And I think they have a lot of room to repair their friendship and their relationship, both on the show as well as off. And I think that they should. Um, I think both persons are very very deep. They offer a lot. And I think that they both really could have a great wonderful friendship on the show. Um, there's hope. or I hold out hope for both Drew and Sonia on, um, on this regard. So Stargazers, this is what I do have. I really hope that it was um, entertaining, informative. Um, if you guys have any questions or anything else to add, please feel free to contact me either on Instagram at Sandra.Misek, that is M-I-S-E-K, you can also um, contact me at, you know, uh, Misek, M-I-S-E-K dot Sandra at gmail.com. 
And then also for as little as $2 a month, you guys can become a patron to this podcast. Visit patreon.com forward slash seventh house astrology for more details. But otherwise, stargazers, um, feel free as always to take a look up at the stars. The moon is almost full and she is looking gorgeous. Gorgeous, gorgeous. I think it's on Wednesday that she's fully full, but still looking gorgeous, wonderful, beautiful. And of course, that brings out all the stars in the sky. Whether you are an avid stargazer or whether you're just, you know, you just need that pause. I know for myself, I've needed the pause from Mercury retrograde and Venus retrograde and this whole retrograde cycle, the whole retrograde parade. Um, you know, if you need that pause, it's a great way, great mindful pause. But otherwise, um, you know, we are looking up at the origins of astrology, um, where the 12 signs actually were originally constellations. Above all stargazers, between now and next week, I do hope that I find you both, or I do hope that I find you well and in good spirits. And stargazers, until then. <music>